At this Christmas season, we want to extend to all our most sincere best wishes. If you have partaken of the glorious salvation offered through our Lord Jesus Christ, great abundant joy will be your portion as you consider the birth of our Savior. If not, this could be the most blessed Christmas in your whole life. If you would repent of your sins, come to the loving Savior and receive the abundance of his forgivings, mercy, and love. We sincerely invite you to consider the facts of this glorious gospel as outlined in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 by the following words. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The occasion of this great exercise of mercy was the colossal tragedy of man's disobedience and fall from a state of fellowship with God. Let us remember that man was endowed with God's moral image, which involved a ability to think, an ability to feel or have an emotional expression, and the ability of will, or the rudder of our own personal activity. God had given us these wonderful qualities when he created us in his own image. He intended us to find the joy and blessing of our lives in association with him. It was his blessed response and merciful presence within the heart of man that was to constitute his joy. But oh, how tragic is the fall of man as we read in the book of Genesis, chapter 3. He refused to maintain his position before this great and loving God. He refused to keep God supreme in his life, turned to his own selfish way. He received a guilt of heart and a separation from God. He received fear into his heart instead of loving, happy confidence in God. What a tragic situation this was to man, but how much more tragic to God. God came into a state of grief, we are told in the book of Genesis. This grief was in proportion to his great comprehension, his great wisdom, his great understanding, his great knowledge. And so mankind turned to his own way, and one by one, as Isaiah 53 tells us in verse 6, we all like sheep have gone astray, we've turned every one to his own way. So we find ourselves guilty before a great and loving God for our refusal to recognize the rightful supremacy of God, for our refusal to recognize the important relationships of our fellow men. And so penalty had to be granted unto man. It had to be executed. He had to receive burdens in far as his life was concerned. He had to have an experience of death in his own heart and mind. His body began to feel the forces of decay. And man had the state of fear by which he 
refused and felt unwelcome to seek the heart of God. Certainly, if God was to manifest his great grace and love, he had to take the initiative. So we read in this text, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was immediately exercised in preventing supreme judgment through the plan of atonement. A Savior would be sent into the world, one who could die for the sins of the whole world, one who could make an atonement so forgiveness of sin could be granted righteously. Now we read in our text that our blessed Savior, before his humble advent into this world, was rich. In John chapter 10 and verse 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. In the great 17th chapter of John, we read many intimacies that were experienced between the Godhead. Verse 21, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in them. And in verse 5, Jesus spoke of the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And so in the first chapter of John's Gospel, we read, the same was in the beginning with God. So our Lord Jesus Christ was in a state of great richness, of association, as the members of the blessed Holy Trinity communed together with such great and infinite perfection. Jesus later spoke of ascending up where he was before. He spoke in the eighth chapter of John these mysterious words, Before Abraham was, I am. And in the first chapter of John, verse 3, All things were made by him, we are told. Paul likewise uh, utters this in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. All things were created by him and for him. And 17, by him all things consist. So from these scriptures, we get some concept of the great dignity of the Lord Jesus Christ, who entered into the sphere of our humble human existence in this season of the year that we celebrate as Christmas. Then this text goes on, For your sakes he became poor. Oh, how humble was his advent. He took upon himself the form of a servant. We read in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 7, He humbled himself, and his pathway was ever down. Hebrews 2.14 tells us that he also took part of the same, of our human humble nature, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. There was indeed great joy upon earth at the entrance of our loving Savior. You remember, John the Baptist was soon to be sent forth to herald this great event. And here, as Jesus was born, there was great joyous manifestations. For example, we read in the second chapter of Luke, verses 7 through 17. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Consider then the great joy that accompanied his humble advent into our lowly world. The Son of Man hath not where to lay his head, he said concerning his life, as he went forth in great self-denial. As he approached the end of his life, he said, Now is my soul troubled, but for this cause came I unto this hour. So he came to die for the sins of the whole world. Philippians 2.8 says he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So this great Christmas season, we think of the advent of the Savior who died for the sins of the whole world. And what is the result of this great humbling of the Savior when he for our sakes became poor? Ah, the text goes on, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And so our Lord Jesus Christ was raised again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He asked that wonderful repentance unto remission of sin should be preached in his name. As in Luke 24, 47, Now men may have forgiveness of sin. Now men may have restoration to God. Now men may have the abundant blessing of the Holy Spirit of God poured out within their hearts. Now we may have a pure heart by the grace of God. Now we may enter into a newness of life, a wonderful relationship to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we may have a state of fellowship with God and with each other by the grace of God. Now we may look forward to the place that Jesus said he was preparing for us, that where he is there where we may be also. Now we may look forward to eternal riches in our Lord Jesus Christ forever, to come to a place where we shall sing and praise the name of our Savior forevermore in the sweet tenderness of love. Ah, yes, through his poverty we have become rich. My friend, is this the true meaning of Christmas in your heart of hearts? Is there a note of wonderful eternal joy springing up in your soul as you contemplate the advent of the Savior? If this is not the case, we beg of you to come to the word of the living God. Consider the truth of God. 
Consider the advent of the Savior. Consider your own guilt and sin. Repent of it all. Come to the kind Heavenly Father, confessing your sin, repenting of everything that you know of, and looking forth by faith to the cross of Jesus Christ, who now is ascended into glory. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, how shall we thank Thee enough for the privilege of remembering this Christmas season and for the glorious advent of the Savior into our humble world, that he should die for the sins of the whole world and now make it possible for repentance unto remission of sins to be preached in his name. How we thank thee for this privilege. May many who do not have this joyous relationship this very season repent of their sins come to the savior find the abundance of forgiveness that thou hast prepared for the whole world in jesus name we pray amen